Welcome and thank you for joining us for this episode of Ask Amy. Joining me today is Ken Smiley, Executive Vice President at Amogee Bank. Thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, because we want to talk to you about the very important topic of check fraud. Mm-hmm. I get so many complaints and and probably starting last year, we just noticed a lot of them. And that's when I first reached out to you right. um, was last year when consumers were writing me and saying, oh, my gosh, I wrote a check to the Department of Motor Vehicles to renew my registration for seventy five dollars and then found out, you know, four weeks later that somebody had washed it mm-hmm. and changed it to twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, we we see a lot of that. And last year was a, a year that we saw a massive increase from the year before. So from 21 to 22, an 84% increase in the 84% number of check fraud. 84% increase in the number of check fraud. And you were saying, so the American Bankers Association sort of keeps track mm-hmm. of a lot of those numbers. And you were saying that's what was reported. That's what was reported. Not every bank is going to report every case. Uh, or consumers aren't going to necessarily report that to law enforcement. So uh, it's a high number and obviously a very large increase. And, you know, the estimates ABA puts out, the American Bankers Association puts out stats every two years. The estimate, they think, for um, last year, 22, is probably going to be about $24 billion. Now, that includes all check fraud, not just consumer. And meaning commercial and any sort Businesses of... Businesses and consumer, yeah. You Got it. I mean, and the reason that why I thought this was an interesting topic to broach is because anytime we do a story about auto bill pay or any sort of online bill pay, I have so many people that say, oh, that's why I don't do that. I'm never messing with that online stuff. I write all my checks. I carry them directly to the post office. And I'm like, wait a minute. That I mean, so checks, it's sort of a misconception that they're safer, it, it is a misconception because if you think about it, you're putting out a piece of paper into the public, you know, whether it's through your own mailbox or at the post office or, or however you get it uh, put into the mail system that has your account number, your routing number to the bank, which identifies the bank, your signature, your name and address, everything that either somebody could counterfeit that item and look exactly like and change the amount, mm-hmm. or as we talked before about check washing, which is simply uh, a criminal that would get your check somehow, whether it's stealing it out of a, uh, a mailbox at the post office or your home, or somewhere internally, wherever that check is going, somebody's mm-hmm. sifting it out. There's a, there's a lot of different places where somebody could steal a check, covering the signature part and then washing the rest of it. Yeah. And having a blank check with your signature. That's scary. Scary. And by the way, just routine type home household items like nail polish remover is all that's needed. I know that um, when we first did this story last year, when we started hearing all these complaints, I mean, you can go online on YouTube and it's not that difficult. It's you think difficult, like, oh, yes. these are experts. <laughs> it's not that hard. But you gave, we want to give a lot of tips throughout this entire episode that you, useful tips. But I think the biggest takeaway is stop writing checks. We would love, uh, us bankers would love people to use an alternative form of payment just because it's just too easy to mm-hmm. take to, to steal an item and then reproduce it or change it. And there are so many alternatives that are much safer. 
Right. And we're going to talk about some of those alternatives for people who are watching this and you say like, oh, you know, that's that's not going to happen to me. Or how could that happen to me? Just just to give a couple of examples, I'll give a couple on stories we've covered. And I'm sure you have a zillion examples. Um, One was a gentleman who wrote a check to the IRS for taxes Mm -hmm. and he was paying early. He owed taxes quite a large amount of money. But because he was making his payment early, he wasn't expecting to hear from the IRS. That's right. Um, his check cleared. He's not in online banking, but he does. He looked at his statement and saw that, oh, the check cleared and it cleared for the amount I wrote it for. And then that was in July. And then fast forward to December when the due date passed and the IRS says, you know, you owe us this money right. and we're going to start attaching penalties. He's like, what are you talking about? Like I sent that six months ago, goes down to the bank and sees that check did clear. But what the thieves had washed and changed was who it was made out to. That's right. Um, He would have never noticed that because he didn't do online banking and didn't see a copy of that check that had cleared. Is that another good reason? It's it's a great reason for, for, well, again, if you can, there are tons of alternatives to make the payment, especially on your taxes. Uh And so uh, the IRS will will have on their website different ways to to go about paying their taxes. Or if you use a service, then they're going to have different ways that you can go ahead and pay that tax. Uh, so, yes, there, there are alternatives to that, and that change of payee, if you will, uh-huh. or alteration, is where we're seeing a tremendous amount of volume of fraud. Because really? Because that alerts. If you see a check that you didn't write, uh-huh. then that's you know it goes off in your head. But if you see one that you wrote, and especially for the same amount, right. you're going to, okay, well, everything's great. Yeah, it went uh, through. And, and I would encourage everybody to have online banking. Almost every bank has that. There are alerts that you can put on for checks that clear or other items that clear for certain amounts are over. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of, of uh, resources out there. Talk to your bank about how to best uh, protect yourself. And banks are going to have on their websites, hey, how do I tech protect myself against fraud, no matter what it is, whether it is check fraud or some other type of fraud. Right. And you said you largely deal with, you deal with a lot of businesses, which the commercial side of it, which is small business, but there's a lot of fraud there too. There's uh, every size business has fraud. And, and one of the stats that's interesting is that the last time they put the information out is that 70% of businesses have had at least attempted check fraud. 70%. Wow. 70. Yeah. That's businesses. We don't know the number for consumers, but, uh, that's a tremendous amount. And, you know, obviously that's a, an opportunity for criminals to swing for the fences, but businesses can have other services and things that they do internally and hire people to watch those items. Right. Consumers, you know, it's their own account. Right. right? So yeah. you have to, you're kind of on your own. And you think, oh, I'm only maybe writing two checks a month. If that, it only takes one. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons that we reached out to you last year when we were looking into this problem was that the people who were coming to us and they weren't Amogee Bank customers, but you agreed to sort of break down and explain <laughs> the situation and what banks were seeing was that it was taking them so long when they reported the fraud to they're like, hey, this was theft. Now give me my money back to right. the bank. And the banks are like, um, we're going to need some time to look into this. Well, they do, because uh, oftentimes what happens is that a check on, say, Bank X is taken to Bank Y and deposited. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is that then when it gets back to Bank X, if it's the same amount and it's a, a check that is accepted, we, nobody will know until the consumer says, well, wait a minute. 
uh, that didn't go to the right party. Uh-huh. And that takes time because, of course, like with the example of the IRS, he didn't find out for weeks and, or months. Yeah. And so if you're paying your electric bill, it could be a couple of weeks before they send you this notice that, hey, you're, you're past due. Right. And so then the clock starts. And you can imagine with those numbers that we talked about, all banks are dealing with the spike. And it does take some time, and it could take up to 90 days to get some sort of feedback from mm-hmm. the, uh, the bank for which the check was deposited. So it's, it's tough on everybody, for sure. You know, right. Consumers, it's, it's bad because people could have been frauded out of all the money in their account. Mm-hmm. And then from the bank's perspective, it's just trying to figure out, hey, where, where do we need to put the responsibility? Um, there are, you know, Reg CC, not to get in the weeds, but there are different rules depending on if a check has been altered, meaning that a check was the name was changed uh-huh. or if it was just a counterfeit, a new check made off of a copy that was stolen or, or somehow. Right. And so all of these increases in fraud include both of those variations? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, and the the scary part is that oftentimes what happens. So, so these checks might be stolen. Then an image could end up on the dark web uh-huh. and, it's, and it's sold. Or it could be given to somebody if it's washed or not. What can happen is that image could just be used to produce new counterfeit checks. Ah, uh uh-huh. Okay. We have some, um, I won't say great examples, but we have examples of that happening, of criminals stealing checks out of Houston mailboxes. They end up on the web for sale. We're going to show you our investigation into that when we come back. But then we also want to talk to you a lot about... um, Obviously, how people, aside from not writing checks, which that's the takeaway, folks, um, some other things that that can help you if you are writing that one check. And then some alternative ways to pay. If you're sitting there going, well, then how am I supposed to pay my bills? We'll be right back. Welcome back to this segment of Ask Amy. Today we are talking about check fraud, the huge spike or increase that we're seeing in check fraud and that banks are dealing with now. Ken Smiley is with Amogee Bank. Um, And, you know, you've been in the banking business, you said, for more than 30 years. Um, Can you remember when check fraud came about? Oh, gosh. I mean, checks have been around forever. And, you know, I'm sure the first time somebody wrote a check, somebody was thinking about how they steal it. I had mentioned to you um, the name of Frank Abagnale, which Uh is the story behind Catch Me If You Can. Right. It's an interesting story. But famously, you know, you know, 50 plus years ago, he was perpetrating check fraud. Now, granted, the technology was very different Mm -hmm. uh, and he went on to do just incredibly, you know, fraudulent things. Right. But it's been around forever. It's now the problem is is that technology provides for a much easier way to perpetrate check fraud. So a very old crime, and it could go from very crude and simple to one person rifling through mailboxes to... often where it starts. Yeah, to very organized crime. Absolutely. So you're, you're, you're often seeing these as, you know, some sort of organized crime that will hire people to do kind of the dirty work. And then they organize how they get these, you know, accounts open, by the way, with real information. All right. I, but a fake identity. Uh-huh. So a person's fake, but it's a real you know, information about uh, uh, an address with a person and so forth. Uh-huh. So I want to show people an investigation that we aired that kind of explains, if you're having a hard time putting your mind around sort of how this happens, this was all about, we started our, our investigations into check washing. That's when we interviewed Ken Smiley. And then we're like, wow, we keep getting these. Yeah. And then someone with the postal service reached out to us, the postal police, and was like, it's, it's huge with the postal service. Take a look. 
A broken box here, awful, awful. A seemingly isolated case there. 6,300 bucks, it's a lot of money. KPRC2 Investigates has introduced you to victims. This is the check that I wrote. Their checks stolen out of mailboxes. It's $25. Washed, rewritten, and cashed for thousands more, made out to strangers. The check had cleared, but it was written for $7,800 to an unknown person. But we've learned what's happening now is much bigger. It's happening everywhere, but Texas, New York, California, Ohio, and Florida are by far the worst. Frank Albergo is the president of the Postal Police Officers Association. Forget the one-offs where thieves go box to box to steal mail. These are volume attacks. Hundreds of victims in one volume attack. It's, it's a serious problem. Thieves are robbing mail carriers at gunpoint all over the country. This mailman in East Houston asked homeowners to call police seconds after he was robbed on his route. Thieves want the mail, but they're also after these arrow keys. An arrow key can give access to all the mail in a zip code. One arrow key can open hundreds of mailboxes and these blue postal service boxes. Just last week, deputies arrested this pair in a traffic stop on the Sam Houston Tollway on the east side. Cops say they found cocaine, marijuana, 120 pieces of mail, and a U.S. Postal Service master key. Albergo said when carriers are robbed of the keys, the Postal Service knows which zip code is at risk, but they don't share that information with people who live there. Not only do they not notify people, they downplay the problem. And we've learned crooks are selling the keys online for up to $1,000. They also buy and sell checks from stolen mail in messaging apps like Telegram and WhatsApp. It's where this picture was posted, five checks for sale. Four of them dropped in this West Houston mailbox days earlier. Hi, yes, this is Amy Davis with KPRC. I'm looking at a check that you wrote. It has been posted for sale online. We called the owners to let them know their checks and their bank accounts were exposed. It was panic. Jeremy Lord rushed to his bank to cancel the check he had written to his insurance company. The bank did recommend closing the account and also advised that I be uh, very careful about writing checks moving forward. The U.S. Postal Inspection Service does admit it's seen an increase in mail theft complaints and robberies of postal employees that started during the pandemic. At that same time, the agency benched its entire postal police force by issuing this August 2020 advisory, limiting their jurisdiction to protecting postal service premises only. And since then, mail theft has absolutely exploded. I mean, obviously there's a correlation. We were just pulled and I, it, it, it makes no sense. You have a badge. Correct. You have a gun. Yes. You have handcuffs. Yes. Landy Layton is a Postal Police Association member. He served in Houston since 2010, but says sitting on the sidelines watching mail theft surge makes him feel useless. If we're not out there to see it, deter it, prevent it, Obviously, you're going to get what we have now, which is a spike in all that. No one from the Postal Service would talk with us on camera. But when we asked for all reported cases of mail theft in Greater Houston, they told us in 2021 they received more than 8,400 complaints of mail theft here. The most complaints came from zip code 77494, 232 complaints here in the Katy Cinco Ranch area. <laughs> But no matter where you live, the best thing you can do to protect yourself and your money, never, ever put a check in the mail. It's similar to McDonald's saying, don't eat hamburgers. I mean, that's literally what's happening. We're literally telling people, 
don't mail anything in a blue collection box. The Postal Service brand is being destroyed and they're allowing it to happen. They have a police force. It's called the Postal Police Force. They should use it. All right, so the takeaway there, never, ever put a check in the mail. One question that I had for you, because this is so rampant and it is taking so much time and so many resources away from banks, is are any of these people or... or how many of these people are getting prosecuted, the criminals? Well, it, it, is, it is a bit of a problem. You know, law enforcement is often you know, understaffed, and then they, they're having to deal with you know, violent crimes and other things. So, and then the FBI will get involved depending on the size. So, yes, the smaller ones are really difficult. What, what they will concentrate more on is that they can find connection to a larger ring to, to, to really bring down an organization. Yeah. So the individuals, yes, people get caught and, you know, we, you know, every day somewhere in a bank in Houston, somebody is being caught because of the fact that they're bringing something in. And we we've already have information because we do have to we kind of have to share some information out there about what. And yeah. what's going on. Right. Um, we're all in it together. Yeah. And you had, I mean, we had mentioned when people call frustrated, they're like, the bank knows who cashed that check. I mean, they had to have, I see that, you know, somewhere along the way, they learned from a teller or somebody that it was deposited into an account at such and such bank. But that's not always easy. It's sort it's of not. a rabbit hole. It's really not. Because, because what can happen is somebody could take some real information, my information, if they have that, mm-hmm. make a fake ID with somebody else's face on it, go open an account. Right. And then at that point, you know, get checks, counterfeit them or alter them and deposit in there and make the withdrawal as soon as they can. Wow. So Oftentimes through an ATM too, uh-huh. because you, you can deposit checks through an ATM. That's more difficult because nobody's there at 10 o'clock at night when somebody might be making a deposit. Right. And so then it just shows you sort of the level of sophistication. It can start as a very crude crime, somebody just Mm -hmm. rifling through mailboxes all the way to this organized crime with multiple layers involved. Um, So now that you've learned all this, when we come back, we want to talk about alternatives to writing checks. I know landscaping companies, you know, they want you to put a check in the mail. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that anymore. I would just feel foolish now if I did. There are other ways to pay just about all of your bills. We're going to discuss those things when we come back. Welcome back to Ask Amy. Joining me is Ken Smiley with Amogee Bank. So now that we've laid the groundwork, we've told people why they don't want to be writing checks. They're sitting at home saying, okay, well, I really don't like that whole internet thing. I mean, and these are a whole generation, not even just a generation, a lot of people that just are afraid and they think that that paper check is safer. And it's something they've been doing for years. Right. It's so familiar. Yeah. And so how are they supposed to pay bills? What well, would you say? Uh, like I'd mentioned before, most banks have some form of online bill payment or mm-hmm. online banking. Uh, I would check into that because those bill payments, then you're not having to write the check. You're counting on the bank or the service they perhaps might use to send a payment. And for example, like with an electric company, that's not going to be sent as a check. It's going to be electronic from that bill payment service. Uh-huh. In addition, so things like, you know, you mentioned the landscaper. Uh-huh. Well, see if they have... Venmo, or you could use your bank app. By the way, if they have online, there's going to be some sort of app that you can use. And Zelle and other forms of payment that are electronic, as long as you have the right information, they'll give you that. Because they then don't have to take, remember, if you're paying your landscaper, usually they want to get the payment in the bank as soon as possible. Right. You pay them electronically, you can get that money a little bit quicker. And then they don't have to go back to the bank and deposit that. Right. 
Right. The, very good point. Yeah. So, um, so that's that's probably if folks that are used to writing checks, that would be a really good way is that bill payment system. I do realize that you know for some, you know, look, our young bankers mm-hmm. that come in, I ask them, hey, who's written a check? And most of them don't raise their hand. Really. So okay. if you're getting you know people in their early 30s and younger, <laughs> they've never written a check in their life. Right. So they're very used to this. But folks that have been doing it for a while, that's there's a little bit of a you know, a learning curve an yeah. apprehension. Absolutely. And there are, um, you don't have to do the auto pay. You don't have to set up a whole bill system. For example, some of those bills that are less regular, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tax season is coming up. Everybody's thinking about taxes with property oh, appraisals okay. that just came out. Uh, Harris County tax appraisal district will take an e-check. So yes. basically instead of sitting down, opening your checkbook and writing out the check, when you get ready to make your payment, you can go online and you input your routing number right there to the Harris County Tax Appraisal District. Mm-hmm. You never have to worry about somebody intercepting your payment. Yeah, I would say that, you know, certainly companies and governments, you know, from a tax perspective uh, can debit if you sign up for that. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, say that that should be in, you know, the thoughts about how you do make your payments because the the information that, that produces your bill is the same information that would go to debit you know, somebody's account. However, most companies now or governments from a tax perspective give you the option instead of them pulling it from you, for example, you're Uh pushing the payment like you described. Right. And And you don't have to. And that could be through your bank account. And if you're uncomfortable even putting your bank account in there, well, maybe you have a debit card or a credit card. Right. That's, very that's good points. Um, you gave a very, very practical tip that for those people that are still going to write checks or they're, they're like, I'm handing it to directly to this person. <laughs> if you're going to write a check, what type of ink you should write it in? Well, it's a really good question because the washing of checks, you can you can really avoid that if you use a gel ink pen. And I would you know, advise everybody to Google you know, what's the best pen, what's the best gel pen to, to, to use to prevent check washing mm-hmm. but gel pens what happens is that they embed the ink in the paper oh so it's not easily it's easy. washed like a ballpoint it's uh-huh. going to wash right off you said blue ballpoint, blue is, ballpoint the easiest. is the easiest okay yep. those are good things to keep because in mind it just it's on the surface right whereas the gel pens will yeah embed themselves somebody the said sharpie i mean i never do anything <laughs> in sharpie but with the... I, I they'd never be able to read mine if right. it's sharpie <laughs> so i think those are more difficult but I, I haven't looked into that but i i do believe that's similar to a gel pen that it's okay. embedding into it but boy uh, those are hard to write with I think. right right yeah okay so and then we also want to Double check the images. We mentioned that. Double check the images from your account. And if you sign up for online banking, if you've already got an account at a traditional bank, they'll let you do that. And it's so easy. So then anytime you write a check, go in and just check the image and make sure it is made out to who you set, who you intended it to be made out to. That's the great news now is that when you write a check, you know, when check 21 happened back after Mm 9-11, Banks don't send checks, physical checks, as we did, believe it or not, in uh-huh. the bellies of planes or across town. Uh-huh. They're all imaged. And mm-hmm. so those images will show up on your bank online system or through your app. And uh-huh. So you can quickly check to see. You could also have alerts set up to, hey, let me know when a check is paid, maybe over $25 or something uh-huh. of that nature. So, uh, And by the way, if if you are a little bit intimidated about the technology, Go see your bank. Go visit them. Mm-hmm. You could certainly call, and people will they'll be glad. Trust me, we'll be glad to walk you through 
how to protect better protect yourself and be a little bit more aware of what's happening with your account. Right. You said earlier that a lot of the people who are apprehensive about getting away from writing checks and going online and doing online bill pay, a lot of it, because they're not familiar with the technology, they think, oh, my gosh, somebody's going to you know, hack my computer or the computer system of the bank. But you said the biggest security issue is... The, what people are doing on their computers well, and respond and on their so phones. I would just say that email and text is not secure. Mm-hmm. One, if you have a computer, please make sure you have updated antivirus uh, software. Mm-hmm. Check out which which you know uh, laptops or computers might be a little bit better from that standpoint. Uh, not to call out any any brands, but that's a good thing to ask when you're purchasing your computer or call the customer service. Uh-huh. What could I do? Uh, and then understand that a bank or a credit card company is never going to send a link and say, please sign in to check your account. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So I would just tell people, don't ever click a link on an email. Or, like ever. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. everybody that's out there, I'm sure if you have an email, it's, you, you've gotten – Two emails today that, hey, your PayPal account has been right. I'm yeah. picking on PayPal. It could be anybody. Yeah. But, you know, uh, your your Netflix or whatever is Yeah, is your disabled. Amazon Prime. Yeah. We can't pay for your subscription. Absolutely. Right. So don't click those. They're all right. fraud. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a way to, because if you do click those, what happens is that then a criminal could put malware or some sort of virus on there that allows them to then get access to your computer. Right. And by the way. Not just for consumers. Businesses fall victim to this all the time. Right. And that leads into, you know, other, which is a whole different, you know, conversation, but, you know, uh, wire fraud and other type of electronic fraud that people can get into systems. Right. I mean, it's a whole new ball game. It's It seems like it's been gradual, but I think especially in the last two years, it's just... Something about uh, post-pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. it just it just really spiked. It was it was ever increasing, uh-huh. but it was more of kind of a slupward ope, and it really just rose last year. And what I think, you know, criminals figured out is it's just too easy with a check, right? Breaking into people's computers and the, the the things that businesses and people can have to protect them from people getting in, they're out there, right? But a piece of paper is easy to copy, right? And your signatures on it. Like I mentioned, you know, all the information you would have right. that they could counterfeit or just alter it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in oh, today. it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes. If you check the show notes, we will include some good resources for you. If you've been a victim of check fraud, obviously reach out to your bank first, but some other agencies where you can report that to. Um, you'll find all that information in the Ask Amy show notes on clicktohouston.com. Have a great day. 